0: In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, you may have Christus. Amen. Uh, Blessed feast of Saint Athanasius. It's a great uh, blessing that we gather tonight to celebrate uh, the vespers of uh, our patron uh, saint, Um, Saint Athanasius is definitely, I'm definitely unworthy to speak of him. Um, As you know, he is the defender of orthodoxy and the defender of faith. Um, I will give a little bit of history on Saint Athanasius in the beginning and then I will, after that I'll share something that I was reading from him today, something very spiritual, very beautiful. So as you know, St. Athanasius was born sometime around 295 and 299, somewhere around that time. Um, his beginning, as far as his, his birth and his family upbringing is a little bit, uh, there are two accounts for that. Um, there's the one that we, all of us know that he's born of a Christian parents. And that's how he quickly uh, Became uh, close to Pope Alexander, um, who is his uh, predecessor. Um, and there is another account that his parents were uh, were pagans uh, and wealthy uh, parents. And one of the reasons they make this claim is uh, the fact that, that his first writing was against the heathens. Uh, but at any rate. Uh, born between 295 to 299. Uh, He later on uh, grows to uh, learn the faith he's actually learned in the secular secular, uh, schools or the secular knowledge of his time. He learned uh, philosophy, he learned rhetoric, um, and he learned quite a bit. And so he became uh, very eloquent in his thoughts and in his uh, uh, thinking. And so um, somehow, Pope Alexander found out about him. So he took him as his secretary first. And then he later on, he became Archideacon of Alexandria, which is at that time, by the way, it's something a very big position. Many of the Archideacons of Alexandria or the Archideacons of the patriarchs became uh, patriarchs uh, right after. Uh, of course, you know, he attended uh, the Council of Nicaea. Um, as a either a secretary of or the archdeacon of uh, of pope alexander and he definitely participated afterwards a few years later on around 328 329 he became the pope of Alexandria after the departure of pope alexander uh saint athanasius of course um, was not only faced with the arian heresy of course you know that he the Arian heresy was at that time uh, started even during Pope Alexander, and That's why the Council of Nicaea took place. But he also, um, there was another group against him, uh, and that's uh, the militian group, which is um, in the history, they say in, in, uh, during the time of uh, Pope uh, Peter, the Seal of Martyrs, Uh, There was a concern about those who fall back into uh, Offering incense to the idols. So if you became a Christian and you offered incense to the idols out of pressure, then what do you do with with that person? Would he for example go into penance? Would he be completely rejected? So there was a bishop in, in Asyut who completely rejected them while Pope uh, St. Peter, the seal of martyr, and his pastoral uh, care, he wanted to accept them back after them, after putting them under some form of penance. But anyways, so St. Athanasius was faced with these two groups um, almost throughout his time of uh, of his papacy. It was not only uh, the Arians but also with the militians. In fact, the first... Uh, Attempted to kind uh, of remove him or to set him into exile was by the militias more than the Aryans. But, anyways, of course, you know he was exiled five times. Uh, they arranged between two years to six years. Uh, first one was uh, in Gaul, and the second one in uh, Tibet, and the third in Nitria. Uh, I'm sorry, the second was in Rome, the third in Tibet, the fourth in Nitria, and the fifth was almost house arrest. Um, many of you, you know his writings. Of course, I think many of us here read on the Incarnation and maybe, again, as the heathens as well. But he also has a lot of other writings that are really, really beautiful. Um, he has a very good book on the Holy Spirit. In fact, uh, I think it's the best book written on the Holy Spirit called uh, The Letter to Serapion. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. He speaks about the divinity of of the Holy Spirit, uh, of course, he has against the Arians, which is the pinnacle or the best of his of his writings. Uh, Saint Athanasius also wrote many many letters because of because the fact that he because he was a pope, he would send a letter every year uh, to um, Egypt. Everywhere in Egypt, I guess, to the bishops in, in Egypt, telling them, and even to the rest of the world, telling them about when is the Feast of uh, Resurrection? Uh, when does the fast start? And when does Holy Week also start? And um, what I was reading today is actually his third letter uh, in the Feast. And this is what I'm going to share some of his thoughts because it's really, really beautiful on how to celebrate the feast in a spiritual manner. Uh, so uh, St. So Athanasius, this, is, this letter is written in 331. Um, he starts by uh, telling the people uh, that uh, it is that we celebrate the feast and that we have to celebrate the feast. He says we cannot not celebrate the feast. He says it's a, it's almost a, uh, it's a commandment from God that we celebrate the feast. He says, but how do we celebrate the feast? And he was referring definitely to the feast of uh, Holy Resurrection, which at that time they would call it the Pascha. Even sometimes, this name of the feast is still commonly uh, used. And so, um, uh, and he told them he he in his in his in this letter he said we celebrate this feast in. Uh, in prayers and in thanksgiving. Um, And he says, there is a spiritual way on how to celebrate the feast. Of course, this is very suitable for us because we are still in the Holy 50 where it's very joyful for us. Um, If you read the letters of Saint Athanasius, you would get an aspect that you don't get in the other theological treaties that he wrote. So when you read the letters, he sees a very spiritual side of St. Athanasius, which many of the fathers spoke about. They say they St. Say Athanasius was very humble. He was actually small in stature. He was not big. Um, but they say his face was like radiance, was light. Um, uh, so, so they say he was very humble, very meek, very loving to the poor. Uh, very caring for the widows and very caring for the elders. Um, Filled with humility and he says, he was even almost like the father to the monks. So in fact, he, 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 we think of St. Athanasius always as the theologian, uh, but we don't think of him as the person Athanasius, but he's, he's one of those who is uh, completely uh, well-rounded. And this is really what happens when someone is really close to God and someone is filled with the spirit which he talks about that in this letter so so in the letter um, he says uh, he says we celebrate the feast in uh, in in uh, in prayers and thanksgiving regardless of the circumstances and I think he says that because during that time there was uh, one of those waves of uh, persecution against him uh, uh, personally but then he focuses in this letter on thanksgiving and he says uh, that the person who does not celebrate the feast in uh, thanksgiving and in prayers would not know how to be joyful. So he makes this beautiful connection between prayers, thanksgiving and joy. In a sense, he's telling us, if you want to be joyful, do what? Pray and have thanksgiving. And this is something I think all of us, sometimes we forget. We forget. We want to be joyful, but we forget or we neglect the tasks to do to be joyful. So in this same letter, St. Athanasius continues, says, but what what would we be thankful about? He says, "What what, what could we be thankful for? And he said, we'd be thankful uh, for God's forgiveness. It's the first thing we need to be thankful for is God's forgiveness. But he says, if God forgave us, we have to turn and we forgive, we we'll forgive the others as well. He says if, if, He said, if you look into the servant in Matthew 18, whom his master forgave him his 10,000 talents, but he says he didn't. He he turned around and he did not forgive his fellow servant who owed him a hundred denarii. He says the first thing we need to be thankful for is um, God's forgiveness to us. God's forgiveness to us. He says the way you be thankful to this and the way you express your thanksgiving to God for His forgiveness to you is that you yourself turn around and. Forgive your fellow servants. Of course, again, when you you think of uh, of this, you find it very practical. He says, this is really, if if you want to express your thanksgiving to God for the forgiveness that he granted you, then you turn around and forgive everyone. Not only a small group of people that are around you, but you forgive everyone. And then he continues on in that same letter and he says, he says, uh, he says, the other thing is that we need to be uh, thankful for is that the spirit that God gave us, his spirit, his Holy Spirit that he granted to us. He says, this we need to be very thankful for. He says, if we are uh, filled with the spirit, if we live a life of virtue, The spirit will not be quenched in us. He says, uh, Clopas in in, in Luke 24, and the two disciples of Emmaus, he says, when the Lord opened their eyes, he said, our hearts were burning within us. He says, look, this burning of the heart inside you, inside Clopas is what we should have. As believers, because he gave us his spirit. He says he gave us his spirit in us. We need to be burning. He says, if you quench this, how do you quench the spirit? He says, if you neglect it, if you don't live a life of virtue, the spirit in us will be quenched. He says, the Lord has said, I have come um, to bring fire on the earth. And what is it if it if it's kindled? He says, the Lord came to bring fire in the sense he came to bring in his spirit in us. And so the Holy Spirit that we have in us, it's burning with zeal. It tells us to live a life of virtue. It tells us to go to pray. It tells us to live a life of humility. It tells us to go to live a life of love and charity. It says. If we quench it, it says it would depart from us. If we neglect it, it would depart from us. Then he said to before our eyes, a task that I thought was a little bit difficult. And maybe this is something we can all contemplate about. And this is my, my last and final uh, point. He said, God who gave us God who gave us uh, for, who granted us forgiveness and who gave us his, his spirit within us says this is by his grace this is because his gracious god not because we deserve it right not because we deserve it but then he puts One of those short lines that I think is very convicting, at least to me personally, he said, we have to keep up with this grace that He granted us. He says, our will and our lives and our actions have to keep up with the grace of God. And I think this concept in itself, I thought to me, as I was reading this, it was a little bit hard. Because I felt like, how do I keep up with the grace of God? That's that's a, that's a big calling that Saint Athanasius is inviting us to, to to live. Of course, the grace of God is is granted to us not because of anything that we are worthy of, but He wants us to walk along with it. He says, "Do not neglect it. Do not leave it. Um, do not." Uh, be be responsive to it, be responsive to uh, to the grace of God in us, and so um, so again he invites us to live the feast in prayers and in thanksgiving. He says, regardless of what the circumstances you're in, speaking that a man has probably been again, exiled to many, many years and so much tribulations. But then he exactly does what St. Paul uh, did when he says, you know, rejoice always in the Lord, I say again, rejoice. Um, so, so the fathers of the church, despite the fact, and not despite, because they were actually theologians, because they learned uh, the theology of the church, that turned them to be very spiritual, Uh, sometimes we think theology is difficult theology is not difficult theology requires us to pray more and to live more and then when that happens uh, when we pray and when we have thanksgiving then we rejoice this is how we celebrate the feast and glory be to god forever